0: Welcome to Supergirl Radio Rebirth, your source for the DC Comics series called Supergirl Rebirth. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Carly Lane. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are going to discuss and review Supergirl number five, which was written by Steve Orlando with art penciled and inked by Brian Ching. The description for this issue reads, quote, Reign of the Cyborg Superman Part 5. As National City becomes a war zone, Cyborg Superman's plan to resurrect Argo City reaches its deadly final phase. Rain Argo City itself down upon the earth. Supergirl is all that stands in the way of total destruction, but with the clock ticking and the stakes rising, she'll need more than just brute force. She'll need the help of. Cat Grant? question mark, unquote. Um, So uh, I think this description is actually very intriguing to me because it talks about the deadly final phase. So uh, to me, that says there's going to be some death and that this is going to be the end of it. So I'm very, I'm very curious about that because we, we have a cliffhanger that's (laughs) supposed to, you know, bring some more stuff happening. So um, I'm curious to what the final phase is. And um, then it also talks about how, you know, Argo City is going to rain itself down upon the Earth, which is what we get in the cliffhanger, which is actually pretty interesting. I don't know where this is going. Um, But so this is a very action packed issue. Lots of fighting, lots of Supergirl rescues. Um, So what did everybody think about Supergirl coming back to Earth after she had been sort of not kidnapped but trapped on argo city and she was up there dealing with cyborg allura and all that stuff so now she's come back to earth and she's saving the day and fighting with cyborg superman so what did everybody think about that um carly what are your thoughts
1: well i said last week it's gonna be dad versus dad now and (laughs) we 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 get that uh we get that before we even get supergirl but um i like that she uh kind of swooped in and took everybody by surprise like oh hey <laughs> what's going on like tried to play it casual that kind of cracks me up a little bit um she basically just swoops in and like scoops a car off of everybody like oh what did i miss she, she she walked in like uh jefferson and hamilton she was like what did i miss guys <laughs> um so I thought that was kind of funny. And then and then clearly, like, Cameron Chase is not amused at all.
0: <laughs> no, it's serious business for Chase. She's down there on the ground with that huge gun, whatever that thing is. So cool. <laughs> um, and, and, yeah, so I like that little close-up on page six, I think it is, where it's, like, her face as she's sort of thinking that the car is going to come down on her, and it's like, whoosh! Um and, and I love that you know what, what is happening before it even happens. You know that Supergirl is going to stop the car. So yeah, there's there's a lot of Cameron Chase down on the ground. Um, Morgan, what are your thoughts on Supergirl's return to Earth? Yeah, I I,
2: I was I was a little jarred actually. I was like, Oh, she's back. Because uh, <laughs> she just kind of like pops up out of nowhere. Like you see you see a little bit of like the destruction going on and then all of a sudden Supergirl's like, Hey, I'm here. like oh okay cool that was a quick journey for you
0: yeah she kind of came in handled some business did some rescuing (laughs) um and she kind of helped out the deo and we get to see her with two people in particular that I, i thought was um was kind of fun to see in terms of like her interaction with other people aside from the DEO and the Danvers. We got to see her with Ben Rubel and with Cat Grant. So Carly, do you have any thoughts about her interactions with either of the two of those characters? Does Ben ever crush on Supergirl? I feel like I got those vibes. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say so. I think probably so.
1: Like he was like, she like hears his heart beating off fast, and then he's like, "I think I'm sweating through my shirt." <laughs> <laughs> also, I love that when she um, she swoops in and saves him, uh, he he says "Supergirl," but it's like in the logo, yeah, <laughs> like good. logo I format. Know.
2: That made me laugh so hard.
1: <laughs> but it was cute. I, I, it'll be interesting to see um, like moving forward his his interactions with Kara. Because it seems like the two of them, you know, he obviously doesn't know that she's Supergirl, but um, it'll be interesting moving forward to see how that dynamic changes, if anything. Because he's clearly he's clearly crushing on Supergirl. That's all I'm gonna say.
0: Which is intriguing because he seems to butt heads a little bit with Kara because Mm -hmm. they are competitors at Catco, so that brings a little interesting dynamic. Um, What did you think about her interaction with Cat Grant? It cracked me up, especially
1: because she was like, "You're gonna have to put in all this Kryptonian code in order to fight the Cyborg Superman," and she's like, "That's gonna take years. I die, <laughs> like I I die <laughs> of old age." And Kara does it in two seconds. She's like, "There you go.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that got the business handled." Um, so I'm I'm curious as to what CatCo Co is going to end up doing to help out because that description obviously mentions cat co and cat grant so um morgan what are your thoughts on the ben rubel and cat grant aspects of this issue
2: yeah i really liked it i think uh i think just seeing cat was one of the highlights of the issue for me because i just love her and anytime we can get more cat grant now that she's not on the show um anytime i can get my cat grant fix i will take it but yeah i loved when She was like, oh, my God, that's going to take so long. And Supergirl was like, (laughs) (laughs) ta-da!
0: Yeah, I would agree that uh, seeing Cat is very refreshing, especially in this story, because we've been getting a lot of Kryptonian versus Kryptonian stuff. And so Cat brings a totally different dynamic, a totally different tone to it. It almost, even like on the show, like when you go to CatCo, it's automatically like 100% lighter and 100% more uh, more of a not not a jokey environment but it's 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 just it has a different tone it has a different feel to it and my favorite bit of cat in this issue is on page 12 when there's uh, one of the cyborg Kryptonian folks are attacking CatCo, and she tells somebody, when I said you owed CatCo your life, it was a metaphor. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was a great Cat Grant line, so uh, I really a- a appreciated the fact that it felt like Cat in this issue. But it says a
1: lot about her character in this, though, that she's willing to step in front of everybody else. Like, you know... She she even says like no I should be in front you know but it's interesting that she's kind of taking the step forward as opposed to like I mean not the cat I don't think cat would like cower behind anybody because that's not in her nature but I I think she's gonna she's gonna kind of step to the front anyway but then at the same time like throw a little snark in there while she does it
0: yeah it definitely reminds me of the and I, I, I love talking about this episode because it's one of my favorite episodes of Supergirl, but the Livewire episode, when she is, when Cat Grant faces off against Livewire at the end and she goes out into the street with her just by herself and she's kind of, cr- you know, cracking some uh, some jokes and throwing some shade at Livewire in, in this total totally vulnerable state. Like, Livewire could totally kill her. Um, so I think you're right. I think that Cat... Would step out and say some stuff, and she wouldn't cower and hide behind anybody or anything. So I I do, I do like that about her in this in this version of the character. So we've talked a little bit about Supergirl and how she comes back into the the fight on the ground. Um, and there's also another part, Carly, that you mentioned that there's dad versus dad. <laughs> and um there's Cyborg Superman kind of having an interaction with Jeremiah Danvers. So um so what did everybody think about that? Um I guess Carly since you brought it up, what what were your thoughts? Well, and and we
1: see like how twisted Zorrel is now because Jeremiah brings brings her up by name and he's like you know, keep her name out of your mouth. Like he's basically <laughs> like I don't even know what he says specifically, but something like um like her name in an earth accent sounds wrong he's like don't uh, even say I, it
2: i thought it was so funny how many times he brought up like that he was like butchering the language like i guess cuz in in a couple like a couple issues back when i guess when he tries to uh speak kryptonian and she's like ew that's not even how you say it uh, (laughs) like i guess like cyborg superman was like that isn't how you say it i'll i'll get you later and like he held on to it this whole time and they're like fighting and he was like and you speak my language wrong
0: (laughs) yeah i still want to know like i want to hear somebody speak it just to hear if there is an accent like what is because we know at least how it's supposed to look on the page, even though I don't think some of it is correct, but we're going to go with, uh, the listener Kate's, uh, uh, suggestion from last time that the, the incorrect Kryptonian is a, is a choice. Uh, so I, I think it is weird (laughs) that they keep bringing up the accent. I'm very intrigued by this. Um, but yeah, so that's that's what happens. He he kind of comes down, Zorel comes down and and dogs him about the accent and, and about his relationship with Kara. Morgan, what did you think about Cyborg Superman and his interaction with Jeremiah?
2: Yeah, I thought that that was uh that was the thing that I kind of picked up on the most that he just kept on talking about um Jeremiah speaking Kryptonian, but uh I thought yeah, I thought it was interesting. Obviously there had to be the dad versus dad showdown. Uh <laughs> but 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 it was uh it was definitely like another way of seeing how like how angry cyborg superman is at like the idea of cara having an earth life at all like he's so mad about jeremiah um being her you know her earth dad um he just like can't accept it
0: yeah yeah and i think it's interesting that in this issue and i don't know if we like we saw that I, I was it last. I think it was the last issue when Kara and Eliza sort of reconnect after Eliza becomes okay again, and they sort of hug it out and they have a moment. And you start to see that Kara has a relationship with the Danvers. Well, in this issue, I thought it was uh, worthy to note that, it, at least for me, that Supergirl calls Jeremiah Dad. She calls him her Dad. And I thought that that was a, a nice step forward in their relationship that she sort of owned that she was their daughter now. Instead of recognizing that Zorel was her father, she called Jeremiah her dad. So I thought that that was really interesting.
2: Yeah, I thought that was nice, but I also thought it was too soon. It's I, Maybe it's just because of the way that this series has been going. And I think we've all mentioned that like it's very action-oriented. But... I don't think we've seen enough of her like really accepting Jeremiah and Eliza as kind of like her replacement parents to have like earned that emotional moment. Like I feel like if there had been more emphasis on her home life or something like that, like that moment would have hit me a lot harder. Whereas I was like, really dad? No, I
0: think that's fair. That's, that's fair to say that maybe they didn't earn that moment that uh, maybe if we had seen more of, Kara's dynamic with Jeremiah and the the home life with the Danvers. I I think that's fair. And speaking of Kara and her relationship with her fathers, she has a a big throw down with Cyborg Superman. I mean, they go to town and fight each other. Um, So Carly, what did you think about her interactions with Cyborg Superman in this one? Yeah, I like that.
1: I mean, my assumption is once she kind of steps in the way of, um, cyborg superman trying to hurt jeremiah she's speaking kryptonian i guess is that what the uh like the little brackets around yeah. the words mean i was like because they're not going to try and translate all. Of that. oh my
0: gosh i can you imagine can i i don't i don't want to i don't want ima- to imagine that that would take too no. long
1: <laughs> but i liked i liked her standing up to him and then and then it kind of made me chuckle a little bit like she was like i'm not gonna do what i'm told and punches him in the face (laughs) (laughs) like that kind of cracks me up a little bit um but man they do have like a knockdown drag out fight i'm just looking at these panels again um and he says some pretty harsh things to her like he's like you're too weak to make tough decisions you know i like what father wouldn't do these things to protect his child like you you know you're you're doing you're acting against the way of our people and the way of Krypton and stuff um, i mean right up until leading to i'm um, what looks like little argo city in a bubble <laughs> um, coming down to earth you know he's he's saying some pretty tough things but so now i'm just curious as to I feel like now it's like we thought it couldn't get any worse, and it just got ten times worse. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm like, what's gonna happen? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I thought it was just going to be them flying down and trying to take over Earth, but no, it's like, oh no! Somehow they're bringing Argo City with them. Um, right. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know how that works, but I think that's what's happening. Um, Morgan, it's, what, it's,
2: it, it felt like a strange choice, though. It's like, here is our desolate wasteland of a planet. Let's bring it with us. <laughs> it's like, you've got a, a perfectly nice, if maybe a little bit warm planet here. And nope, they're just going to bring their, their like, hunk of rock.
0: I guess, I guess they got homesick and they wanted to just bring it with them.
2: They're like, this is not? just really going to spruce the place up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that works, but that is what they have done. Um
2: I was just going to say, it seems
1: odd that they would bring the whole city because isn't the point that they would go to Earth and like the plan is for them? His little robot tech to siphon all the life energy out of the humans. So why would they take the city with them if they're just going to? I'm so confused.
2: <laughs> I know. I felt like I. I felt like I had many questions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, file that under. Uh things we don't understand or have answers about in this series next to eliza danvers having a you know missing a hand uh, so god so, uh, yeah so um that that's just another unanswered question that we need uh more information about i think uh because i don't understand it either i think that's a, a fair thing to ask um morgan did you have any thoughts about supergirl and her her
2: fighting with cyborg superman uh, yeah, I just thought it was. I thought it was like a a good like demonstration of of how far she's come since like the the first issue. Because at that point she was like, "Oh, the Earth is the worst," and now she's like standing up for the like the people who have like surrounded her and saying, "I'm not alone, and I have a lot of people in my corner." and i want to protect the people of earth and i think it's all of this is like her coming to terms with the fact that this is like where she lives now and not being so homesick all the time um for something that she knows is is gone and no longer there
0: yeah she's she's definitely gotten to a point where she's taken a stand for what she cares about and i think she realizes that earth is her home and these people, the Danvers, are her parents, and she's she's kind of taken ownership of that. And I think my favorite moment in this issue is on page seventeen, and it's where Supergirl has all of this dialogue. There's I don't know how many bubbles: two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven speech bubbles, whatever you want to call them, dialogue bubbles, dialogue balloons. I don't I don't know the the specific term. I've heard all kinds of things, um, but she like really has this big speech that she tells cyborg superman what's going on and she like she doesn't back away from it and she she tells him what she thinks of him and it's it's pretty awesome she's like you know this isn't about Argo or helping me it's about your shame and your anger and how you failed to protect me and i was like Woo, supergirl is she has really given it to him uh so bringing the fire <laughs> yeah so it, it, it's not even just her fighting him physically which she does do she does <laughs> punch him in the face pretty hard but uh, she, she kind of verbally throws down with him as well. So I thought that that was really strong for the, the character of Supergirl and for Kara to face her father that way. Um, so I, I was really actually pretty proud of her um, for that. Um, so she, she tells it like it is. Whether he wants to hear it or not, she, she tells him. Um, so uh, what did everybody think about the art in this issue? Was, uh, were there any panels, anything that kind of particularly stuck out to you? Um, Carly, do you have any thoughts? Sign
1: from the i mean pretty much just the one panel with Ben and Supergirl that I loved where he says he says <laughs> her name and then the logos in the speech bubble I thought that was really great um i the whole fight scene between Kara and Cyborg Superman is really cool just it's like you just see the like the the wind and the dust swirling around them and you're like oh it's so intense and so good um Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, those are probably the two most action-packed moments of the whole issue. So, but it was fun because you kind of I like I like the panel where she's talking to Cyborg Superman, and you just see like the dust plumes around her. I thought that was a nice shot, and um, and then the shot when you see Argo City like descending at the end, and everything is you see the shadow. It's like, oh, very ominous.
0: <laughs> yeah, I will say that I like the way that Brian Ching does motion. He, he, he really gives that sense of, oh, there's things happening around them. The capes are flowing. And there's, like, like you mentioned, the dust sort of picks up. And I, I sort of feel like I'm there and that things are really actually <laughs> kind of spreading around while everything is going down. So I, I think that's pretty cool. Um,
2: Morgan, do you have any thoughts about the art in this issue? Yeah, it's cool that you mentioned the uh, the way that he does motion because on page fifteen, you can see it's um it's like cyborg Superman is like fighting with Jeremiah, and there you can see Supergirl going to like intervene, and there's like a couple of like a like a tiny like faded Supergirl, like a little bit of a darker Supergirl, and then like a, a darker Supergirl, even the one that's like standing in front of him, and uh it, I thought it was uh, cool the way that they did motion. It's like a three like panels kind of all in one panel and it was really interesting i thought
0: yeah it gives the the appearance of her kind of literally swooping in and and standing in front of jeremiah to protect him yeah definitely gives that sense of of action and in motion and for me i think the thing that i i loved the most about this this issue in terms of the art is that I think I've seen this a little bit in the other issues, but this issue really made me scared of Cyborg Superman. Um, the, the the scariest part for me was on page 17. There's uh, like the top most right panel um, where he says only a child would say that. He looks scary in that panel. <laughs> and I, I started to really kind of be like, okay, y'all got to do something about this guy because he is... A real threat now um, so in the fact that he's a cyborg anyway it sort of makes him a little scarier because he's sort of a distorted image of what Superman looks like so he he's already got that scary thing down but when when you get that close up of his face and 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 he's saying some really nasty things that that really adds to his his villain status. So I, I thought that that, that was the thing that really stuck out to me in this one is, is that he really, <laughs> he turned it up in this one. Um, so overall thoughts about issue number five, uh, Carly, what, what did you, what did you think? You liked it, not liked it. I liked it, but I thought that,
1: I thought that, uh, Cyborg Superman's plan, I didn't realize there was another stage. So I was like, <laughs> that, I was like, man, uh, this just got real. Like, oh. uh, so when the Argo City shows up, it's 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 I don't know. It's almost like you think that you think that we've reached the climax. And you're like, no, wait, there's more. <laughs> um, so you sound so excited about that. <laughs> there's more. I don't mind it. I think the, it's been it's been fun to have the last couple issues be kind of more of an intense, like action packed um thing but now i want to know how supergirl's gonna stop a city from literally just lowering on top of everything
0: (laughs) yeah i don't know how she's gonna get out of this one uh is she just gonna take it back into space i don't know uh we'll we'll have to find that out um (laughs) she just just takes it back into space she's like nope let's take that back We're, we're we're returning the city (laughs) Um, I've got some some receipts. I'd like to take this back. Um, Morgan, do you have any thoughts? What what, what were your overall thoughts about this one?
2: Yeah, I mean, I like the action, but um, I think I mentioned it before. I, I do feel like kind of so far it's been a lot of action. It's been really heavy on action. And I'm not really sure I, like, know enough about this version of Supergirl. I mean, I care. But not as much as I think I would have if there was, like, a little bit more character building to begin with. Or maybe even, like, into the story. I mean, I, I, I loved seeing Cat again, though. Um, and seeing sort of what's going on at CatCo. But I even, even that storyline, I felt like, was just kind of barely sketched in. Um, so you kind of know that there's, like, the CatCo internship thing. But I feel like I still don't have, like, a lot of details about what's going on with that. Um, I guess I I kind of just wish I had, like, a little bit more of her regular life before all of this action-packed, like, planets descending upon Earth. (laughs) Eliza apparently has never had a hand kind of stuff (laughs) pops up.
0: Yeah, I I would agree with that because I I think it is, you know, it's it's one of the things I think we're used to with the show, especially all throughout season one. We got a lot of cat and a lot of Supergirl and how they slowly develop that relationship into something really special. And here in Rebirth, it's like I think they've had like one big interaction and then Super Supergirl goes to cat and it just sort of feels a little empty. Like they haven't had a lot of time to, to build that bond but between them. So I I would agree that this this series has been more about plot and action driving everything than it is about the characters. And I, I do think for me that is a downside because I would I would like to know more about Ben Rubel and I would like to see what is going on with this version of of cat grant and and her relationship with cara and see how that develops so i would agree with that the, one thing i thought was really strong about this um in terms of the supergirl character is this this two two lines of dialogue interaction where cyborg superman says this is the cost and supergirl responds then the cost is too high so I thought for me in terms of Supergirl I thought that was a great heroic moment for her in this issue so um I I I think my thoughts I would end on a positive note that uh, I thought she was a, a very heroic character in this, epi- uh, in this episode, in this issue. Uh, she saved a lot of people. She developed a plan. She stood up to her dad. And um, I, I think there's a, there's a lot of forward progress with her in this series, in this issue. But I, I would agree. I, I wish there were more chances to get to know these these iterations of these characters. So I would agree with that. All right, well, I guess that's going to do it for our thoughts on Supergirl number 5. If you've already picked up the issue, make sure to
1: give it a rating in Comixology or your DC Comics app.
2: And if you haven't bought it yet, Supergirl number 5 is available in the DC Comics app, the Comixology app, as well as, com- as Comixology.com, Google Play, the Nook Store, Amazon, and at ReadDCEntertainment.com. And as far as keeping up with us, if you want
0: to contact Supergirl Radio, you can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. You can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 678-718-7252. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Google Play and iHeartRadio, and you can check out our Music all about Supergirl with our Supergirl radio playlist on Spotify, and we are also listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com forward slash dc dash fans.
1: We are available on iTunes and Stitcher, so if you have time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write a review.
2: And we are a part of the DC TV podcast network, so if you also like Gotham. Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, iZombie, The DC Films, and Classic DC TV Shows, subscribe to our DC TV Podcast Mega Feed and follow at DC TV Podcast on Twitter and like DC TV Podcast on Facebook. (laughs) And you can follow <laughs> you can
0: follow me on Twitter at DerbyKid, that's D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D. I'm also on Instagram at the DerbyKid, T-H-E-D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D. And you can check out videos I've shot and edited on my YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash duck milk That's D U C K M I L K P R O D. And if you've got like 50 minutes to kill and you want to see what I did at Dragon Con in 2016, I finally, after several months, finally got to business. And edited something. Uh, so if you want to go check that out, uh, that's on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash prod.
1: You can find me on Twitter at my name, Carly Lane. Uh, I am currently writing over at Nerdist and Sci-Fi Wire. So keep your eyes peeled. I'm going to be recapping some spring TV soon, which I'm very excited about because there's some good shows. So just follow me on Twitter because I share everything there, basically.
2: <laughs> and you can also find me on twitter i'm at mojotastic that's m-o-j-o-t-s-t-i-c and uh, you can find some of my writing over at buddy tv oh and also obviously um i'm also a co-host of the legends of tomorrow podcast i don't know why i always forget that but it's
0: it's always true well i think we should mention it because it's a fantastic podcast you have some great co-hosts over there um and like i've told you many times I don't watch the show but i listen to the podcast because you guys are awesome so um <laughs> oh I, I thank you i highly recommend it um it keeps me up to date with everything about legends maybe one day i'll start watching the show uh but uh so far I've in the
2: meantime it. just listen to the podcast, <laughs> I, we would, the podcast. We, we're not saying saying don't watch the show but we are saying do listen to the podcast regardless <laughs> exactly exactly
0: Well, I guess that's going to do it for this episode on Rebirth. So, uh, thanks for joining us as we talk about and read Supergirl Rebirth.